Welcome to the Samson Strength Coach Collective podcast. We've created this collective in order to grow a network of strength coaches who are consistently raising the standard within our industry and as an educational resource for coaches of all levels. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Samson underscore EQ. This episode features the president of In Extremist Performance, Jake Labhart, a tactical human performance specialist hosted by Justin Schwinn. Uh, welcome to the uh, Coaches Collective. Uh, my name is Justin Schwind. I'm a uh, human performance advisor at the uh, 58 Sal um, Kirtland uh, Air Force Base. I'm also a KBR uh, contract employee. Um, today we have on uh, Jake uh, Labhart. He is a physical therapist. He's also an Army veteran. And um, he has a unique perspective uh, to bring to the collective today. Um, before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes, uh, let's see the foundation of who Jake is. So Jake, first off, thanks for being on, man. Um, I need to hear you in about three and a half minutes. Go. See what I can do. Uh, I mean, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, it took a unique road to get to where I'm at, but, uh, graduated, uh, from good old Texas A&M university, uh, down college station. Uh, I was actually a math teacher and a football coach for a year. Um, had an itch, had scratch, and decided to enlist in the Army. Um, had a good opportunity there, went to infantry school, went to Airborne, uh, went to selection, and uh, going through the Q course, I ended up getting hurt. So I got out of the military, and um, I was fortunate enough that I had my prerequisites knocked out, so I uh, applied to get into PT school, get my doctorate. Um, in PT school, I, I learned a lot, but also – was able to kind of play on that military background. Um, started doing some research on some SWAT teams. Uh, my last clinical rotation, as you're aware, uh, was at USOC with OR3. Um, and so it just really kind of took off from there. And so uh, I got out of PT school and started my own uh, company in extremist performance. And it's just, it's just really grown. I think that in the tactical community, we have a lot of good, uh, I, I think things are on the rise. There's strength coaches, there's PTs, there's ATs. A lot of the special operations units in law enforcement and military are seeing professional athletes that have all these resources. And, and so they're saying, hey, we're professional, which uh, to the nth degree. And so it's just, it's been a good opportunity. So I work with uh, federal law enforcement agencies with their special operations units, currently work with uh, at least two federal and then quite a few local SWAT teams. Um, I think that from the strength and conditioning side, it's helped me a lot with getting my doctor in physical therapy specifically um, to really understand biomechanics and the movement. But it, it really helps with, I think, going in and doing a job task analysis, seeing how they move, because not only... Um, is it, you know, whatever you are on the team, but like different teams are different. Not every SWAT team is the same. The snipers are different from the breachers versus the assaulters, whoever it is. So I think being the PT side um, has helped me a lot with that movement piece. And then the strength and conditioning, it just allows us to go in and build that performance to get them back to where they need to be. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I was three minutes, that's kind of the nutshell of, of how I got where I am. Thanks, Jake. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, two-part question here. Uh, yeah. I think this is important. This, this kind of builds your culture. Um, how do you how do you stay motivated as a practitioner day-to-day? Um, -day? 
um, through the year, through your career? How do you see yourself motivating yourself as you progress in this field? And then second part of that question is uh, how do you, once you really start to build your staff, how do you motivate your staff to move in that same direction? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for myself, um, it's, this field has been huge for me getting out of the military, um, getting hurt, you know, I think that's something I hold near and dear to my heart of wanting to make sure these guys are staying safe, performing at the level they need to be at, uh, guys and girls, some of the females on our team. Um, I I think that's my big thing is like, I went through it. I wanted to prevent it. I want to, and not only from that, but optimize, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, the, different uh, organizations out there, but optimization of human performance, I think is a a big buzzword right now, but it's something like I I do believe in. I think that um, it's something that as we continue to look at research and continue to look at data that we're going to, you know, find ways. And so I think that's something that really motivates me uh, just with my personal background, but I I love getting in there with teams. Like that's my world. And, uh, and so that's something that just keeps me motivated to make sure they're going to their highest level so they can go home every night. Um, I think with my staff, you know, uh, I've been fortunate to, um, I've had good staff that's come in that I don't have to push a lot. I think they value and respect the tactical community, uh, the law enforcement officers that we work with and agents. Um, and so they're already motivated. I think it's more of guiding sometimes of me having gone through it myself of understanding. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, like physiologically wise, right? Like we can perform uh, or train them to perform, but sometimes that's not how it is in combat. Sometimes things just go out the window. And so I think it's more of a guidance than a perspective, but they've been awesome. And, and I think that, um, hiring the right people is, is, is huge. And so, uh, it's been a good opportunity. In that same aspect, um, how do you create buy-in or what, how do you create culture with, with the clientele you do work with? Um, obviously they're coming to you for a reason, but you know, you gotta, you still, there, there has to be, there's no forcible, you have to do this. There's, there's has to be a, I want to be here. So how do you do that? Uh, A big, a big piece that I'm, I think partially just due to my career. Like I told you initially, I was a, I was an educator, um, you know, in high school, uh, high schools. And that's still where I fall in today. I think educating, not just telling of the, Hey, this is why I'm giving you the preventive medicine, or this is why we're programming things this way. Um, this is why recovery is important is the better that they buy in. Um, a lot of it is uh, working with the special operations community. They do, they, they train hard, they work hard, but they also research, they look like they want to know why. And so I think helping them understand educating creates a lot of buy-in. So I think that's something seen a lot of, um, in. And then I think some of it, I, I've been very fortunate. I didn't do anything special, but just the fact that I did, I was in military, I was infantry uh, helps me. I think, um, I, like I do understand, I speak their language and I think I'm able to look at things and say like, Hey, this is how it's done. And, um, I feel so for going in there and being, you know, saying I'm some like war heroes, you know, something crazy. Um, and so I think I, I bring the science, but also bring the background. And I think that's helped a lot with creating some of that buy-in. How would you uh, describe uh, your style um, 
as a practitioner. Um, I, I think that's because everybody's got a style. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just kind of paint the picture a little bit more for you. Some guys are the quiet kind of stoic type. Some are the in-your-face guys. Some are just the right. jumping jacks up and down type of people that kind of just have a lot of energy. Um, yeah. I, 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 they all have their purpose. They all, yep. It's all a piece of the puzzle. And how would you describe um, your style? And then has it changed over the years? Has it changed from when you were a soldier to now? Um, yeah from a teacher or whatever. Um, how's that changed uh, based on your style now? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's definitely changed. Uh, yeah, it hasn't had, I guess, maybe it's, uh, I think I've always grown up and through being an educator, through military, everything, uh, I'm not allowed vocal in your face, definitely. I'm more of a, I, I wanna say more like by example. I, I, I strongly believe in that as a leader. And so uh, I feel like as a strength coach and as a PT, that I'm much more of a manager and educator. I want for part of that buy-in, I think that they have to take ownership in it, just like you said, but I, as the strength coach or the PT have to give them that opportunity. So I think I see it more from the manager side, but then again, I give them the skill set or the, uh, the opportunity and then they have to run with it. So I, I, I think growing up, that and how it's changed over the years. I think growing up, I saw a lot of that in your face, my way or the highway. And I would even say whenever I was a you know high school coach that I was a little bit more like that. Um, with these guys, I just don't think that's the right approach because they're gonna they're not gonna push back. They're just gonna turn you off and be like, "Yeah, bro, I, I don't care." And so, um, yeah, I think that's that's my approach is more that manager educator and uh, going at it from that. It, it is it's a, it's a team effort. Like I can give them everything in the world, you know, but if they don't use it, then it's, it's worthless. And so I, I think there's some give there. Um, and, and making that statement, it, it, you deal with a whole variety of age groups in your population. So in that understanding, um, how do you deal with uh, the athletes that come to you that have done something a certain way? And they, they believe it as it is the the word, the Bible. Like it's, it is, yep. how do you go about right or wrong or the other? How do you go about helping or aiding that to do the right thing? Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're hitting me with the good ones here. Uh, that That is always obviously one of the challenges. Um, you've got, you can look at it both ways. You've got your old guys who've done it that way for years. And if it's not broke, don't fix it concept. Um, you got your young guys who are motivated and like what they like, and they're just running with it. Um, sometimes those <laughs> methods or techniques are, uh, extreme. Um, I think that I, I try my best. So I, I one thing I do feel like I, my doctorate gave me was, uh, it, the science, we can come up with a lot of crazy, cool things, but at the end of the day, physiological Logically, the bodies don't change. Now we are finding out more and more about the body, but at the end of the day, the chemicals, the cells, all that, like they're still there. And so I think that um, if it's something that I don't know about, I try to, I try to listen and I try to go, if I don't know about it, then I go research it. And there's things I, I, I definitely don't know everything. So I'll give it a chance. If that person is hell or high water, I'm doing it. It, it kind of goes back to what I said. Like I can either be involved with it and help with it as much as I can, or I can just turn my back and hope for the best. Um, and so I normally try to, 
maybe manipulate it a little bit, go in and say, all right, run with it. And then I'll toss in stuff here and there. But I, I try to educate too. Like I said, that's where I think the science piece comes in. There's some things I, I will tell a guy like, man, that's straight hocus pocus. However, one of the best things we have research on is if you believe in it, <laughs> it can make a difference. Now, strength and conditioning wise, it's not always how it works, but uh, um, medicine, like the placebo effect is real. And so um, I think that's how I, I kind of approach those things I'm not aware of, or I don't know as much about. Thanks. All right. So uh, in that to kind of still go down that same round and to kind of follow up from that last question. So how do you continue to sharpen your craft? How does the end of that spear become sharper as you progress, as you progress in your field? Uh, what are some maybe uh, besides education at the collegiate level and getting your, your DPT, but maybe other things, what, what philosophically uh, do you, do you really, who do you like to learn from um, methodologies and such kind yeah. of, What's your bread and butter for go-to for education? Honestly, I'm, it's Dr. Jennifer Bunn. She was my uh, research professor in PT school. She would freak out if she heard me say this because of how much heck I gave her in school and how much I hate research. But research, I think, is huge. I think for PT world, for strength and dishing, like we need data. We need to know what works and what doesn't, and research has to be done. So I'm com- constantly trying to look at research, and truly from the tactical side, one of the best things is the, uh, the NS- NSCA, the TSAC. They put out the TSAC reports. I think that they have a lot of good research in there uh, that I try to stay up to date on. Um, from podcasts or different videos, whatever, I, I try to stay well-rounded. Um, I am not a camp guy. And I mean, that as in like, uh, I'm not really on one end of an extreme. Um, but I try to listen to some of those, um, and take my own opinion and value from those and try to grow with it. Um, there's guys like Cal Dietz. I I like to listen to, um, kind of hear some of his, you know, triphasic stuff, but he's also has a lot about function and a lot about implementing some of those things. Um, there's, you know, from the research side, you know, Matt Rea, uh, David Ballou, Ballou, however you say his name, over at Bama. But I, I started following them more at Iowa State. Um, no, sorry, Indiana. Um, and just how much they use research and data and their stuff. And so I, I try to take a little bit from everybody. I, I don't – I think as soon as – kind of going back to the sh- sharpening the spear, I think as soon as I say, hey, this is the way, I think that that's a mistake. I think you're doling it. Um, because I think that we're always finding new stuff. And so that's where I, I try to look at research. I try to listen and, and just grow when I can. So that's for you personally. So in that look at big picture. So next question, big, more big picture as an industry, what do you think uh, we need to do better to continue to move the needle forward and also yeah. establishing ourselves? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, you know, kind of cheating here, doubling up my answer, but I, I think we have to continue to look at research. Like I, I, I think that it is the future, you know, um, at Thor three, you know, uh, I don't know the different people I saw, you know, with you and your, the technology you're, you're bringing in. Um, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Dr. Matt Rea. Um, he was at IMG Academy down there in Florida. And then I think he went to Indiana and then now he's at Bama. Um, I am a big believer in research. I think that the more we can quote unquote fact, you know, kind of a mindset, 
the old, the old, you know, we've always done it that way. I, maybe that is the right way, but it needs to be verified because I think there's a lot of things that we can do that are more efficient that will continue to advance this field from strength and conditioning. And then PT is PT has kind of been forced into it by insurance because insurance says, well, what does the research say of why you did whatever you did to the patient? Okay. Well, we're not going to pay for it because re- you know, research shows that you know, stuff like that. But I think that strength and conditioning, we have to continue to collect data. We have to continue to grow because um, otherwise we're just going off theories. And I think the other piece that's hard um, is from theories and different people's perspectives is that you have those five athletes. You're like, well, it worked for those five. <laughs> those five athletes may be freaks. And for the rest of the population, that's not going to work. And so we have to look at data and, and you know, start building those uh, populations. Um, kind of on a different perspective, going back more you, um, in retrospective, what would you have done differently in your career? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that one of the things I, I, I love the strength and conditioning field. Um, my doctorate has helped me in that for sure, but there have been times, right. I can say, hey, I wish I had looked, uh, grown more in strength and strength and conditioning background, whether it be an undergrad or whatever it was. Um, cause I, I do wish I had more knowledge on that side. So I've to learn to program and to learn, you know, all the different, uh, approaches to strength and conditioning. Um, I think that there's part of me that's like, Oh, I wish I had that earlier in my career. Um, because the PT side, I think that, yes, we're the supposed to be the experts in movement, but I think a lot of PTs aren't. And so I'm very hard on our profession. Um, but at the same time, like I would not be where I was without finishing my doctorate and learning that all that information, because I think it's helped me be a better strength coach. Um, and I think it's helped me with in the tactical world of better being able to help the, the guys and girls that I work with. Um, because I, I do think I, I bring a unique perspective. Uh, I'm not like the only one out there, but I think that there are not a lot out there doing um, or having these opportunities. And so, um, yeah, I think that's something, like I said, I wish I had gotten a little more into the strength and conditioning side, but at the same time, I'm happy where I'm at. I, I wouldn't be here without it. Yeah, it's, you know, I think you did a great job, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that you did stick this out because I think you're going to have a bigger impact than you know um one big thing though I, I really want to kind of again build on is that last question is not to you individually and for you and your career but what's your advice for any any young practitioners in this field like what to make be better you know from any aspect like how do you see it i'm not going to kind of right. give you a narrow direction i'll let you kind of yeah yeah yeah, you know, I think that um, – so I'm kind of dipping into two fields here. I guess I'll start with the PT side. Um, I hear a lot of PTs come in uh, to school or, you know, why do you want to be in the profession? And I feel like a lot of times, you know, I like sports. And the other big one is, like, I got hurt and I had a PT that helped me and I really liked them. And I think those are great. Like, they want to serve. They want to be involved in sports. But I think that PT is a profession that we've – uh, I, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be harsh on the profession. <laughs> I think that we pigeonholed ourselves into post-operative, post-operative rehab, 
and um, and or uh, you know geriatric or these different small specialty fields. I think that there is a great group of PTs out there that are doing an awesome job in the strength conditioning in the sports world, hundred percent. But I think that as a profession that we have a lot more that we can offer. And so for those kids, students, applicants, whatever, they're looking to go into this field or any field. I think that you have to have a passion. I think that having a background in it is super helpful. I think for me as a PT, um, being infantry, being in the tactical world, it has helped me a lot, a lot to understand the movements, to understand the function, to understand a job task analysis of what these people do to better be a better PT. And then, like I said, and then you go look at research and it confirms those things. And so I think that's been something huge um, from the PT side. I think giving advice going forward, like I said, I think look for things that you're interested in and go after it. Because I think a lot of people want to work with sports, but then we get in the PT field and it's like, uh, we're just going to cater to insurance and get stuck in an outpatient ortho where we don't treat sports. And uh, you can do it. It's possible for a new grad. <laughs> like, go get it. And so I think that's one of my things, the PT side. Strength and conditioning side. Um, I think that similar. I think that you have a big opportunity. If you understand whatever that your sport is or whatever, you know, tactical, whatever it is, I think that that's huge, but I think getting in there and understanding what the job is. I think that I, some of the agencies I've worked with have strength coaches or personal trainers or whoever that they work with on the side. And when I go start digging, that person has never seen them fire the weapon. They've never seen them go through a house. They've never seen it jump out of a plane so if you haven't seen those things the movies i got it you it's cool but like it's not the same and so like going and watching them actually do their job um heck go inside a house and let them shoot you with the little you know uh paintballs or whatever like go see what it is what it feels like go shoot a gun like as a strength coach i think you can go in and um early on you can get you, you will be better if you understand what that job task is. And so I think that's one of my big things um, with strength and conditioning world is if you want to make performance better, then you need to understand what the goal is and that you can understand the, the foundations, power, strength, whatever, but I'm different. A ball's, football player is different than a SWAT guy. And so you have to look at those different and uh, assess. So. No, I agree. I mean, you, you, you can't just fabricate it out of your mind. You, you definitely got it. That goes back to your original kind of first question we asked where you, you kind of, your style is you kind of walk the walk. I think in some ways you have to, yeah. uh, if you're incapable of doing that, you're incapable of truly treating and understanding. Cause there, there has to be a, a psyche and mental component to it too. Cause if you don't, if you can't mentally connect with them, no matter who you're working with, they ain't connecting back. They ain't listening to Jack. I don't care if you're the Albert Einstein of, of your field. You gotta, you gotta walk the walk. Um, and I'm not saying you gotta go to, you gotta go to war, but you definitely, right, right. you definitely have to, um, you definitely have to see their day to day. Um, if they're a pilot, go up in the bird. Um, if they're a back ender, you gotta sit in the seat, at least cock a freaking um, uh, fifty cal. Um, you know and 
you know, just feel what it feels like. You know, you got to do those things or throw a heavy ass backpack or ruck on your back and go walk with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crucial. Um, then you understand it's kind of like you, you endure the pain that they're in a little bit, you know, just a micro dose of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just understand it. Yeah. It's, it's true. I believe it. Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I think it shows again, I, I, I think you, you know, using Einstein, but just, you know, regardless, if you were the, you could be the best strength coach in the world or the best PT in the world. But if you do not understand that job, that's right in front of you. And I think that, yes, the more experience you can get with that job, whether it's hands-on, whether it's watching, whatever it is, I think it will help you tremendously. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think you're spot on. And I think that's commonly missed. I think it turns into an eight to five and you go in and you're like, oh, man, I understand PT or I understand strength and conditioning. Okay, well, do you understand whatever you're working with? Because I think that's what's commonly missed. That eight to five is just like collecting paycheck. And that, that can be in any world and, you know, any job. It's not just, you know, tactical or sports. But I just think that that's something that is very commonly missed. I, I totally agree. Um, I guess lastly, um, uh, is there anything else you want to add to today that you kind of feel on your heart or your passion passion to kind of share um, that anybody watching this can really learn or definitely uh, uh, run with? Uh, no, I've hammered, I've hammered home some of my pretty big beliefs. You know, like I said, I think that we have to continue to bring forth objective data. And from the research side, uh, I think that we have to continue to learn and grow. There's not one way. There's not one right way. There's not a camp. Otherwise, if we had the right way, we'd have everybody be doing it right now. Um, I, I, I think my best food for thought is if you don't know it, learn it. And if you don't learn it, if you can't learn it, ask. Um, yeah. Find out how and who and go ask yeah. them. Um, I, I guess that's kind of my don't, don't go to do it wrong. Cause you don't know, or someone yep. says, Hey, I've been doing this, ask them where they learned it from and they go figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think there's a lot of industry leaders, if you want to call them that or experts that are out there posting, writing, you know, t- trying to share what they know. And I think that's for me has been something that, um, you should go dig in <laughs> and like I read their stuff and then I go look and I Google, you know, like use a good old Google and look up whatever they're talking about. And there's always going to be haters Go listen to both sides and form your opinion. And because even research, like I, I, I don't look at research and be like, that's the end all be all. I think that it's a good starting point. And, but I think at the end of the day, having that objective data allows us to be more efficient and, um, yeah. And so I, I, I think that it's a growing field. I think it's a continue to grow. And, and yeah, I, I think sports, um, that's another one I, I, uh, I'm a hater on. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy it and I, I work with some local football teams and stuff, but I, the tactical world is my, my bread and butter. It's, it's where I think I put a lot of value in because they are the people that are allowing us to sleep at night that are keeping us safe. Um, and I think that, we there's a lot that we for them um as far as op performance but impacting you know mental health or stress you know nutrition diet whatever um and so i, I think that's a, a passion of mine and i think that it's been a good opportunity for me just kind of run with and um which kind of keep going with it <laughs> 
Well, and you know, and, and I think people think too. Is there um, there's specifics like in any sport? There's a specific need to their sport when they play, but generally the foundation's all the same. People think tackle, right. they think, oh, oh, I'm training a guy to shoot gun or or or, or, or breach a door and, and 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 clear a room or whatever. It still carries over to sport. I mean, and like yeah. the audience doesn't know, like your your brother played professional football and. And your sister played collegiate uh, volleyball. And um, so what you know and what you do is definitely conducive across the spectrum. It's just when you get to the point of what the exact need is, um, that's where you kind of have to change a little bit. But the general philosophy and understanding is still the same. Yeah. No, you're you're spot on. And I I think that's my thing is, again, I think a lot of people – I think some people get complacent and I think others – uh, over assume. So they assume like, Hey, I'm a good football strength coach. I understand the foundation so I can be a good tactical. Like that, that no, like it, it doesn't qualify you. You have to learn that field. You have to understand what they do. You know, and, an example too. And the other one is, is physical therapy. It's the same thing because I, I try to tell my teams this when I work with them, that I try to look at it from my shoes, but also whenever I talk to a PT or talk to one of our strength coaches of like, you you have to look at it differently. Like if someone's entering a room to clear it and they have to rotate to get to the center of the room, I look at that two ways from the the PT side, they have to be able to have the thoracic rotation. And so like, that's their job. But then from the strength and conditioning side, you have to have, give them the power or the strength to be able to rotate and walk sideways or have agility. You know what I mean? And so I think there's those different views. And I think that same thing with PT, I guess was, yeah, like you can be a good PT, but it doesn't mean you're going to be good in the tactical setting or the football setting, whatever it is. And so it just growth. And I think that the more our fields continue to grow, that people will do that. I know everybody's popping up, you know, left and right with different like organizations uh, within their respected associations but um at the end of the day you're gonna have to get in there and learn it so I, I, last question for the day um yep i, I really uh, want to understand this what was your aha moment in your career where you're like this is where i want to go and this is why i see this this way um like what happened in you that was that aha moment because everybody has that aha moment. Like you were saying earlier, some guys will hurt themselves. They work with PT. I really like that PT. So I'm going to be a BT, PT. What was your aha moment? <laughs> oh, that's, that's rough. That's, that's a good question. Uh, I didn't have that aha moment with PT school. Um, I got hurt. I got out of, the, out of the military and I was like, what the heck am I going to do? I applied to PT school and there was a professor there that gave me a chance and so at the beginning, I was like, hey, I'm going to, for her, I'm going to make sure that I don't screw this up because she stuck her neck out for me. Um, but into my uh, most finishing up my second year and my third year, I started doing that research. And I think that was my, my aha moment. Um, I started working with a local team out there in North Carolina uh, that gave me an opportunity to do some strength and conditioning for them and, and just, you know, not rehab, but uh, prevention. <laughs> And the school bought in and they started giving free resources to that team. And I was like, this is my world. Like I, I know the tactical world. That's where I can make a difference. Cause like, like you said, my brother played for the Texans. My sister played division one volleyball for all four years. Like they're freaks. Like we were a big sports family and I enjoy sports, but like 
it was not like my world. And so all my buddies are still in the military and it just like was a way for me to stay connected with that. And then before I even graduated, next thing I knew I was standing out with a federal agency in some place that, you know, I never would have thought I would have been standing in. Um, and I was like, this is, this is it. Like, this is where I, this is where I'm going with this. And I was super fortunate to get that rotation at USASOC, um, out there with or three with you guys. And, um, it was just, well, I got, I felt like I fit in. Uh, I felt like those guys, it just, it was just more confirmed. I think that aha moment when I was out at that facility standing there and I was like, dude, how did I get here? And then it just kind of, I just kind of ran with it and, um, ever hadn't turned, turned back since and I looked back and, uh, it's just been, I felt like confirmed able to work with more and more units um, that again, I just, if you'd told me this, you know, five years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, right. And, uh, but it's been good. It's been a lot of fun, I'm very passionate about it. And I, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to work with those guys. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, and, you know, best I can tell you, I, I, I know you got a lot of bright things in the future because I know you're, you're a hell of a coach, uh, practitioner, however you want to say it. I still think PTs are coaches in many ways because, yeah. Mean, you got to, you got to, there's a psych, psychology to it. There's a definitely, uh, uh, just overall holistic understanding. It's not just go put an ice pack on as something. Right, right. Um, there's a, there's a, there's an a, a analysis of what they do and why they do. And, and then you educate them, which is really what a coach does on how to move better or be pain free, uh, or, or reduce that, that discomfort in any way. So, uh, ultimately, um, awesome. I, 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 I it's a blessing. I got to know you uh, as a person and uh, as a PT, and I and I know that it, it'd be a special today. Be a special piece to share with others, um, and really, that's Great. the purpose of this podcast. Um, there's there's um, there's no other point of this into letting great people share their story, um, share their philosophy, and kind of share where others can learn. And, and and definitely dive into where they're at. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm fortunate to have you on today. I just want to thank you for that. Um, and um, yeah, wish you best of luck in your future endeavors. If I ever have a PT uh, spot, I know it's gonna be hard to pull you away, but you know, I'll always, I'll call you first. Yeah, man, uh, I appreciate it. Cause I think you can help out. <laughs> if it's not me, I, I, I'll find the right person. I, I've been fortunate to run into a lot of PTs. You know, I'm hard on the profession, but um, I think there's a, there are a lot of great PTs out there. There's a lot of great PTs and, um, and, and it's, I, I'm hard of the profession is same as I'm hard of myself. It's, it's not like I hate the profession. I think it is just what you said, the experts of movement. And I think it does correlate very highly with strength and dishing and the aspect of we should be increasing strength. We should be training them. And so I think that, um, you know, that, yeah, they're, they're very tightly knit. And so there's great PTs out there. I, I love it. Um, and man, I, I do, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Uh, I love being out there with you guys in North Carolina and just becoming friends. And it's awesome to see, I, I think this, this podcast is huge to be able to get out and have probably young coaches, college students be able to listen to this and grow and learn from some of the experts in the field. Not, not, I'm not an expert, but other experts in the field. Um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's an awesome service. So, uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks Jake. Have a great day, brother.
Thanks, brother. You too.